The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, the 11th of April, and we've got a three-way here to handicap a full state of games for Wednesday the 12th, and our first wheel tonight from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? Well, well, um, glad to be here with you boys. Um, just grinding away MLB, man. It's it's always a good time. Hopefully, we can find some more winners for the listeners. I know it's been a pretty good start uh, to the season, so hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, I need to come on to my picks last night, but I'll do that once I've introduced our third wheel, which is uh, Mr. Noah Bennett. Noah, great hat. How's it going, everybody? It's uh, happy 412 day, April 12th. That's the area code of Pittsburgh, Malcolm. The other, ah. show, that, the other show that I wasn't on, you were like, 412, that's a weird start time. Well, uh, it was Pittsburgh's home open. Shit, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's the area code. So I've actually had a couple of buddies ask me why the game is not being played at 412 on April 12th. Um, it's a 1235 start time. So that's a little bit weird in the Pittsburgh area. But, yeah, this hat looks a little bit weird on me. It's small. Ever since I grew my hair out, it uh, doesn't fit my head anymore. <laughs> but you know what? I'm wearing it for the one day, and then, uh, you know, people will get a kick out of it. But Is there a name for that type of hat? I I don't know. It feels like it's like a conductor's hat, but uh, I I don't I don't know what <laughs> the term or what they call it. But I, I love it. Um, but yes, so I'm going to put out a petition that we get the Aaron Savali thumbnail changed since he landed himself on the IL. We had the thumbnails changed like at the beginning of the week. Maybe we can get a Kutch thumbnail for four one today. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, there's been interview. I've made my notes. I handicapped these games earlier on, and by nearly all of them, I would say about half, at least half. There are some IL stuff going on. Um, we've got a couple of late pitching changes. We've got loads of people uh, who've gone to the IL. Um, the YouTube comments. It's open, Captain Sano's first in. We managed to avoid. I know Moonaf gets angry when we have. Uh, Fantasy chats, but I'm playing Captain Insano this week, Moonaf, in the DGEN's Fantasy League. I'm um, playing Blake from the Oh, so it's all oh, money is fake. You're up against the uh, so the big boys, yeah. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to spanking Captain Insano this week. Um, brackets again, uh, after I spanked him last year. So yeah, we'll see how that uh, transpires as the week goes. However, I will need my fantasy stuff to be a little bit better than my picks last night. My goodness, I put the highlights on this morning. And just watched in disbelief is everything that I picked was wrong or was right but went wrong. Um, it just, I don't know, last night was a really, something's a strange night. Um, my tally site numbers suggested I did better than I thought I had. Uh, so maybe it wasn't as bad as all that. But yeah, it was just a really weird night. But we'll, we'll get to all of those things 
um, as we cope with them. Like I say, there's a lot of teams um, have sort of notes beside them that that I um, that, that I picked up from from watching the games this morning uh, that happened last night. We've got no baseball, uh, no day baseball. There you uh, go. I like that term. Baseball. We just invite, write that down. Yeah, that's going straight in the uh, baseball album. Right? VPN store. <laughs> yeah, no days fall today. Um, so nothing to keep up on. The first game starts in around about one hour uh, from now. The Cubs game went in about two hours and four minutes yesterday. Uh, we talked about the pitching clock, um, the, the the pitch clock shortening stuff up. Uh, two hours and four minutes, and the Brewers were the first team today to. Uh, to announce that they'd be opening the bars beyond the yeah. seventh inning, just because they haven't got enough time to sell all the beer. Um, so they're taking a hit in the pocket uh, due to the pitch clock. So the, the bars are opening. Formerly uh, named and- Miller Park, but, you know, they got a ton of more. They have a lot more beers coming in instead of just Miller. And they're yeah. going to sell them all, you know. They need an extra inning. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the pitch clock's not doing beer sales any good. But, yeah, it's a interesting uh, card of... Card of games for tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you first about Shady Rays before we start handicapping these games. Um, Shady Rays, our friends there who have got you covered from the sun to the slopes. I noticed Moonaf and Mrs. Moonaf had uh, had their Shady Rays last week, looking very uh, swanky. They were two uh, customizable snow goggles, uh, polarized premium shades, you name it. Uh, Shady Rays have got it for you. They're an independent sunglasses company durable frames extremely clear optics and they will um replace broken and lost pairs as well um even on day one they'll send you a brand new pair no questions asked so you can wear your shady rays with confidence you can look good and feel good and today they've also donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america if you don't love them exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And don't forget the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge, completely free to enter. The winner gets $250 in cash and $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Oh, Moonaf has been working his fingers to the bone on NBA playoffs. So go and listen to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Moonaf will give you all the winners. I'll, I'll tap you up privately for a few winners, Moonaf, like I normally do. I, I, like, I know you like it um, when I do that. So... MLB tomorrow starts with, let's have a little look. Um, first game is not 4-12, which it should be. Um, it's a 12-35 Eastern <laughs> first pitch between the Astros and the Pirates, where Jose Akidi, um will go for Houston. Uh, Rich Hill, left-handed pitcher, goes for Pittsburgh. Minus 160 on the Astros. Plus 140 on the Pirates. Tolia is set at eight and a half. Um, Akiri has pitched two games. Hasn't been the pitcher of uh, record yet in either. He's given up 14 hits and four earned on nine and one third. It's been a little bit underwhelming, I think. Um, he's given up seven hits in both starts. Um, he gave up two home runs against the 
White Sox. His fastball's not been up to much. Um, 394 last year, which was absolutely fine. He was better on the road last year, and he didn't see Pittsburgh at all. Um, so I kind of expect a standard outing here um, from from Erky. He did something similar to what he's shown us already. Um, and that really should be good enough because um, if we get a Rich Hill standard outing, um, that's going to be trouble for Pittsburgh. He's had two awful starts. Um, he has uh, an ERA of 10, uh, a level 10 in the two games he started. The underlying metrics might be the worst I've looked at so far this season as well. Um, little blue dots all over them. Houston are heating up with the bat, Alvarez and Tucker were among the runs last night. Um, as much as I was trying to find a fancy way of handicapping this, I couldn't. I think Houston on the run line um, at plus 100 is a great price. I also wouldn't put you off the over as well because I do think uh, Pittsburgh can take a key for a couple. Um, maybe they can contribute three overall. So um, if Houston can put up six or seven, the, the over eight and a half is well and truly in play. But the main pick is going to be Houston on the run line. Um, at plus 100. I'll, I'll come straight across to you, uh, Noah, um, because I know Pittsburgh, big Pittsburgh day, and Rich Hill is a big Pittsburgh guy, but um, are you uh, expecting good things? <laughs> Dick Mountain on 412. No. Um, see, the Astros nerve me a little bit here. I would go the Pirates almost against any other team in the MLB. Uh, but like you said, the Astros lineup, they were scuffling early. They seem to have figured it out lately. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Urquidy or Hill, and I liked the over. You said eight and a half. You handicapped this one probably a little bit earlier over there. Um, all of the numbers have moved to nine, I can see on my board right now. So you had that one sharp. Um, I still like the over nine. We can get that at minus or actually plus 100 right now. Um, that's where I would land for this game. I think that a lot of runs were, will be scored by both sides. The offense for the Pirates will show up on the special day, but I don't know if they'll be able to pull it out. Yeah, there was a couple of games where I've actually ended up writing down um, a couple a couple of totals on Um Sort of seven and a half have moved to eight, eight and a half have gone to nine. There has been some movement today. Um, Moonaf, how did you feel about uh, your hometown, Houston? Yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it. Nothing much more to add there. I think we'll see runs in this game, uh, whether we're going to look at uh, first five inning team totals or even full game team totals. I think this could end in the realm of seven, six, eight, seven, something like that. I, I just don't trust either starting pitcher here. So, um, I would just look at team totals and agree about the over in this game as well. Okay, next we will go to a 1-10. Eastern first pitch between the San Diego Padres and the New York Mets. Left-hander Blake Snell uh, is the pitcher for the Padres and Tyler McGill goes to the hill. That rhymed, uh, not on purpose, for the New York Mets. Um, the bookies can't split them. It is a match, minus 1-10 each of two. Uh, total is set at eight and a half and we'll send this across to Munaf. I have it. I'll I'll take the lead here. Tyler McGill, he's having a very nice start to the season with a 164 ERA, 10 strikeouts, four walks, and 11 innings. Um, the last time we saw Blake Snell throw against the Mets was in the 2022 postseason where he threw five shutout innings in a win. The Mets offense has started slow so far this year, but they've been slightly better against lefties with a 756 OPS. 
compared to a 616 versus righties. So when I said slightly, slightly misspoke there, they've been very good or I guess much better against lefties compared to righties where they've been pretty anemic against right-handed pitching, uh, ranking 26th in the majors in OPS. Blake Snell has been off to a bad start too against the Braves and the Rockies. Um, a minus one Oh price minus one Oh five price. I see on points, bet. right now that's my lean. I like the Mets here to, uh, to win the game. Here. Uh, moon off Padres and the Mets. Yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned that Blake Snow's off to a rough start. Um, I am trying to figure out, or not figure out, but I'm waiting for this offense to kind of really come around for the New York Mets. Um, Tyler McGill has gotten off to a great start, like Noah mentioned. Uh, he's Both games said he's pitched so far this season were against the Marlins, where he was really good. 11 innings pitched, only allowed two earned runs in that span. Against the Padres, uh, he hasn't faced them yet, but I think that that I think that success can continue here for Tyler McGill. Uh, I'll lean with the Mets here. I wouldn't be surprised if this is another game that we do see uh, runs being put up. So um, slightly towards the over, but I think I like the uh, the hometown team here better. Um, the Mets are a team I'm really struggling with. I took the Padres last night. I was quite confident in that Darvish over shoes. It just didn't happen. Um, the Mets looked a little bit better last night. They were quite sharp in the field, I thought. Um, there were the, did you see the two the two rollers down the third baseline as well? They both stayed fair, almost identical. It was remarkable. I can't remember who nubbed the first one. The second one was uh, Thomas Needle, the catcher. And they both went about six yards up the line and stayed one centimetre fair. Uh, and the Mets took advantage. So, yeah, just things uh, went their way last night. But they did look sharp. And do you know what? I'm just a bit bored of Blake Snell. I can never get him right. Um, and he just annoys me, like, he frustrates me. And I actually, I wiped the slate clean. I had a little, I said, Blake, we're going to start the season afresh. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm already sick of him. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me the Mets on the money line. Uh, minus one to keep an eye on Pete Alonzo too, averaging an exit velocity of 96.7 off of Snell. Whenever he puts the ball in play, he's got a home run against him. He's batting 310 at bats. So um, that's the only guy that really jumps off the page for PVB against Snell, even though Snell's faced this Mets lineup quite a bit. Uh, next up, one Tennyson first pitch, the Chicago White Sox at the Minnesota Twins. Lucas Giolito goes for the White Sox and Sonny Gray uh, is the pitcher for Minnesota. The White Sox plus 130, Minnesota minus 149. This is a, I've seen seven and a half and eight here on the total uh, moon after White Sox at the Twins. Yeah, Lucas uh, Gilito on the mound for the White Sox, like you mentioned. Um, to start this, uh, two starts this season, one was against the Astros and one was against the Pirates. He got blasted by the Pirates. Seven earned runs off of 12 hits in just four innings pitch. He has an ERA of 9.00 this season. Um, in his career against the Pirates, oh, sorry, the Twins. I'm sorry, no, I come saying the Pirates. He did face the Pirates earlier, but against the Twins, he's eight and eight with a 4.16 ERA on the road against the Twins, five and two with a 3.38 ERA. Since the 2020 season against the Twins, he does have a record of two and zero with a 2.10 ERA in five starts. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those starts. Last season, 
uh, during the day games. Giolito did struggle where he did post a three and three record, but an ERA of 5.08. Uh, Sonny Gray uh, is a starter for the Minnesota Twins. He's off to a great start this season. He's pitched against the Adams, Kansas City Royals, where he is one the sub one ERA total of 12 innings pitched. And he's only allowed one earned run in that span. He has struggled against the White Sox um, since the 2021 season in four starts against the White Sox in this in that span. He's 0-2 with a 6.05 ERA. Um, I'm not sure if I could trust either one of these pitchers, um, at least against you know a division opponent. If you put a gun to my head, I would go with Sonny Gray uh, just because he's off to a better start. But I kind of lean towards the first five over in this game. I think Giolito's struggles do continue uh, against the, uh, the for the season and against the Twins. Um, and again, I just, just don't trust him pitching during the day. I think there is something there when we talk about day and night splits for some of these pitchers. Um, so I went with the first five over. Full game, I would lean towards the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, well... I've kind of I've talked myself out. I don't know if you heard the show um, last night at all, but I have put the White Sox completely utterly on the naughty step for 14 days. Uh, they are in instant auto fade. I'm not even handicapping the games. I'm just going to back the opposition. I watched them yesterday. They were so bad. The lineup is terrible, but the fundamentals. You could sometimes you can cobble stuff together with a bad lineup. You could try. You could try a few different things. The White Sox appear to have no plan of action. Um, Awful. So I just completely, that's me. The, so this is day two um, of fading them. So I'll be taking Minnesota on the money line at minus 149. And since then, since I put them into auto feed, uh, they lost Tim Anderson, which actually we mentioned last night, was that of every infield play that the White Sox had, they, they tried to kill Tim Anderson. It's like they were actively booby-trapping themselves. It was one of the oddest things I've ever seen. Um, Anderson did go to the 10-day IL with a knee sprain, uh, which he incurred in some infield shenanigans yesterday. So that just makes it even worse. So yeah, give me the twins, please. Noah. I am going to go with a, so the, the team's hard to back. However, I'm a little bit higher on Giolito's past six games against the twins. Um, since the start of 2021, sorry, seven games. Um, I cut the sample size basically in the last quarter that he's pitched against the Twins since he's thrown like 20 games against them. He's only a 251 ERA against the Twins. He's done really well against them. And if you look under the hood, the numbers are pretty damn good with only a 168 batting average against him looking at the Twins' current roster. So I'm going to take the Twins team total under. Malcolm kind of talked me off of the White Sox money line. Um, So there you go. Don't, maybe, don't maybe be swayed. <laughs> don't be swayed by my silliness. I just couldn't have them last night. I was thrashing around in the bath watching them, um, just getting more and more agitated by everything they did. They were terrible. You're uh, right. I mean, I watched them the whole weekend play the Pirates, and yeah, I mean to to speak on that because you guys talked about it yesterday. O'Neill Cruz was kind of in the wrong. He wasn't no, sliding yeah. like he he waited too long to slide and the other thing was is carlos santana didn't leave the on deck circle to let him know that the play was coming to home there was a runner on first base and o'neill cruz figured that there was going to be a double play turned instead of a play made at home so cruz did not expect a play therefore he didn't slide on time and hurt himself and almost hurt sebi savala the catcher there too 
Yeah, it was a, it was a right old mess, wasn't it? Um, one tennis and first pitches, the New York Yankees at the Cleveland Guardians. Um, now, this is the one weird one of the night. Oh, actually, there's later on the Angels. We've got a TBD pitcher. We think we have a name, uh, or it sounds, no, I know has made up a name, possibly. Uh, Clark <laughs> Schmidt goes for the New York Yankees. And what's the made up name, Noah, that you gave me earlier? Peyton Battenfield. Peyton Battenfield. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm buying that. For the Cleveland Guardians. Um, so I've got no odds, I've got no totals. Um, tell us more things, Noah. I'm telling you that I am frustrated with the Guardians in this decision because they're just holding on to Gavin Williams. He's primed and ready to be competitive at the major league level right now, but they're choosing Battenfield. He was great at Oklahoma State, but he was a reliever in college. And he was all right in his first two years in the minor leagues as a starter. But in 2022, he threw 50 more innings than any year before. And that was at the AAA level. And it was the first season of his career that he had a below 9K per nine. So he's striking out less guys uh, at the beginning of this year as well. Also, spring training, he didn't have the best start either. So it's just his prospect status kind of lost its luster. And they're just manipulating Williams uh, um, service time. So it, it, it's a little frustrating. Uh, I, I'm kind of wondering if he should go back to a reliever again. But as for this game, Battenfield, going up against Clark Schmidt, sure. It, he might be at an even level compared to them in talent. But there's a lot of pressure when you make your first MLB start against the Yankees. I am probably leaning towards the over, thinking that both pitchers give up a few, and the Yankees probably win this game here. So, yeah, Fair enough. Uh, Moonaf, do, do you hang around with people named Peyton Battenfield, and do you have any leans on this game? Unfortunately, I do not, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't even handicap this game. No, you don't look like the sort of guy who's got friends called Peyton Battenfield. <laughs> um, just to add, the, the only reason Peyton Battenfield, I'm going to say it again, uh, is making the start, is that Aaron Savali headed to the IL today. He's another, another one for a man down. I've got nothing on this game at all. Um, yeah, uh, bugger all to, to offer up, so uh, we, can, we can scooch past this one. And move on to a 2.20 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Logan Gilbert for the Mariners, Marcus Stroman for the Cubs. Um, it is a match, uh, minus 110 each of two. I see no total uh, for the usual reasons. Uh, Logan Gilbert is 0-1 on the season. He's pitched 10 innings, gave up 10 hits, four earned runs. Uh, Marcus Stroman is 2-0, 12 innings pitched, 5 hits, 0 earned runs. Um, Gilbert's faced Cleveland twice. They lost both games. Uh, he's had two very, very similar stat lines. Um, he will be fine, Logan Gilbert. I've got no issues with him particularly. He hasn't pitched um, in Wrigley Field before. He was fine on the road um, last season. Seattle haven't had the best of starts. They're 4-7. and seven. They don't have an expected win, loss of 6-5. and five. So they've been uh, they've been unluckier than most so far this season. Marcus Stroman, however, has been great. Munaf uh, turned me on to him on opening day, I think it was. Um, two great home starts, and there's no reason um, 
why he can't go the same way again. The clubs are obviously always competitive at home. Um, so in this in this match, I'm going to take the Cubs here. Behind Strowman, I don't see anything that tells me he's not going to go well again. Um, and I've mentioned before that I think the new environment, Pitchcock, etc., suits him. So yeah, give me the Cubs here at minus 110, Luna. Yeah, 12 shutout innings so far for Marcus Stroman, like you've mentioned. He's just off to a really good start. I know last year he was struggling, um, I believe, in Wrigley Field if you looked at his splits, but it seems like he's figured it out. Um, I'm going to back the Cubs in the first five innings here. I think that Stroman can continue pitching well, even though it's against a better offense um, in the Seattle Mariners, but I'm going to continue riding the hot hand here. Maybe look at a strikeout prop for Marcus Stroman. Uh, I didn't completely dig into it, but he has had Six strikeouts and eight strikeouts in his first two starts, um, respectively. So, first five inning money line for the Cubs for me. Okay, Noah, team ride on the Cubs? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I like the Cubs, and I like Stroman over Gilbert. And I, I was one of the few that kind of was on the handicap of Logan Gilbert sophomore slump year. And like you mentioned, first start in Wrigley, I think that might affect the kid as well. Um, and – I am a little bit higher on Stroman now after he pitched well in the WBC. He's had two great starts here early on in the MLB. I picked him up on my dynasty league fantasy team, Malcolm. Um, I, I think there's some good things here to come for Stroman down the road. He might've unlocked something with this new slider. So I'm on the Cubs for this game. Yeah, that is a nice pickup. Sneaky. No, I didn't notice him. Uh, Okay. 310 Eastern first pitch. The St. Louis Cardinals at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Jack Flaherty goes for the cards. My mate Jose Urenia uh, will go for the Rockies, who are plus 160 home underdogs. The cards are minus 180. The total here is 28 and a half. Uh, well, it's not, but it should be. Uh, the total is actually 12 and a half. Moonaf. Um, I mean, what to do with what to do with this? This was a head scratcher, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, do I really need to handicap this game when you say that you have Jose Grinha <laughs> pitching for the Colorado <laughs> Rockies? Um, he just has not been very good to start the season um, for the uh, for the for the Rockies. Oh, and two, fourteen point ERA. He hasn't made it past the third inning either of his starts. He's four earned runs in each of the two starts. Uh, this season, walks are, are are a huge concern for him. Despite having a 2-1 record against the Cardinals, he does have a 7.66 ERA in that span. Um, Jack Flaherty, I think he's been fortunate a little bit, Malcolm. I know he is 1-1 one one with a 1.80 ERA. The biggest issue right now with him is that the number of walks that he has allowed right now, at least in the first two games, it hasn't come to bite him in the ass because he has given up a total of 13 walks so far to start the season. Um, he has been solid against the Rockies in his in his career where he is 2-1 with a 1.96 ERA, but all those starts against the Rockies have come in St. Louis. And we, we talk about going to Coors Field in altitude. Everything does change, especially for pitchers. Um, he also has been pretty solid in his career during the day. Um, has Jack Flaherty. He is 15 and 10 with a 2.79 ERA. 
I think the one way to I, I think you gotta go with you have to go with the Cardinals. There's no way I'm putting my money on Jose Urania here. I think you go Cardinals first five run line. You could take for the full game minus one and a half. And I think I'm all over the Cardinals team totals in this game. I think this could be a game where they do put up six, seven, eight, maybe even ten runs in this game against uh, Jose Urania. So uh, Colorado, sorry, a Cardinals run line full game minus one and a half. And then first five team total over, and then full game team total for me. Okay, so it's runs, runs, runs. It's just um, which way you dress it up. Noah, what did you arrive at? So can you guys see me, hear me? Um, we can see you, yes. It's not an MLB gambling podcast episode if technology doesn't go haywire. My computer. This week has been frozen. a shambles, yeah. My computer's completely frozen. I can't flip back to our stream to watch you guys, so I can't even see if I'm um, working. But uh, I think Munaf hammered the point home, and this is my angle for the day. April 12th, Cardinals fans should be watching the AAA game. Here's why. The starting pitching has been pretty bad overall to start the season. Matthew Liberator starts for the AAA team. So far in the minor leagues, he's 2-0 with a 0 ERA, 14 strikeouts, 4 walks, and 10 innings. Spring training, he was 2-0 with a 1-8 ERA, 9 strikeouts, 2 walks, and 10 innings. That's better than Miles Michaelis so far this year with a 9.64, and he was a rough in the WBC. That's better than Steven Matz with an 8.18 ERA, and that's better than... Um, who is the other um it's uh wood uh woodruff woodford wood, woodford woodruff? yeah no. woodford 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 woodford's been off to a st- rough start too uh it's i think he's got like a 964 year right so if the if he does if liberator does well in the minors here in the start you gotta call him up so i mean i'm on the cardinals money line for the rockies however Cardinals fans should be rooting for this Liberator kid. He's a nice lefty in the minors. Um, bringing him up instantly would make him top three in this rotation, I think. Yeah, we saw Liberator a few times last season, but yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think he'd be he'd be ready to go um, this time around. This is runs for me. That total is high, twelve and a half. Um, but I think we can get there. Um, why not? Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll take the over. Uh, we'll move on once I've told you about uh, sword vitality, uh, self-care. It's cool and manly. You should be proud of taking care of yourself. 40% of men are affected by impotence at age 40 and nearly 70% at age 70. So stop buying dodgy little blue pills from gas stations that you hide in your sock drawer. Take care of your plumbing. Sword vitality helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. And it should be Comfortable as anything else men talk about with their partners. Uh, the three main benefits are increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword Vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit swordvitality.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout. That's swordvitality.com. Promo code SGPN. 3-4 Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brewers. Uh, Dre Jameson is on the hill for the D-backs. Um, plus 115, home puppies, Arizona. Uh, the Brewers minus 135, total at 8.5. And, and we'll throw this across to Noah. And I definitely know which way you're going to handicap this. Go. 
Have we lost Noah? Um, well, I can go. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Okay, well, that's well. Luckily, I knew what he was going to say, as I just pointed out, so I can say it on his behalf. Um, we like Dre Jameson. Noah does. I do. We picked him up in our TGFBI league. He'd already had a couple of appearances in the bullpen. He'd been hanging around the back end of that pen. I think he picked up a save one day last week. Um, but really, he's one of these um, young arms that Arizona... Uh, have been waiting on. They've got in the have three or four in the queue. Um, we've seen Ryan Nelson already this season. Um, Zach Davis has got to the IL for Arizona, which is great news because Zach Davis was doing nothing but block people, really. I'm not sure what they were achieving by continuing to trot him out. This could be a great thing. Zach Davis going to the going to the IL and Jameson coming in could be a great thing uh, for Arizona. Woodruff... Um, I mean, he hasn't started great. And what concerns me most, this Brewers lineup is that they're kind of up to their old tricks again. Um, I got out on them round about a third of the way through the season last year. And not an awful lot's changed. So I think a home start for Jameson. We do like taking rookies in these spots. We've done it a lot in the past. Um, so yeah, the um, the Diamondbacks on the money line for me is going to be the play at plus 115. Yeah, um, Brandon Woodruff, he is off to a good start here, Mal, to the season. Um, he's faced two division opponents in the Cardinals and the Cubs. Obviously, you know, teams that he's familiar with and, and knows their ways. But this Diamondbacks team is a completely different uh, team from what we've seen over the past two seasons. They're putting up runs. They're They're pitching pretty well. Um, Brandon Woodruff in seven appearances against the Diamondbacks in his career, two and one with a 4.28 ERA, has struggled a little bit against the Diamondbacks. I'm going to continue riding the hot hand here. I, I, I'm glad that you said that Zach Davies has gone to the IL because we need every win that we can get because we gave out the Diamondbacks at 40 to one <laughs> to win the division. Uh, they're off to a really good start here. So, yeah, I'll take the home puppy with you. So next up, we will go to a 4.05 first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Edward Cabrera will go for the Marlins and Zach Wheeler is on the bump for Philadelphia. Plus 165 on Miami, minus 185 on Philly. Totally is set at seven and a half. Um, do I do the same joke again? This is the key moon off Cabrera. Has faced the Mets twice and he's walked all of them. <laughs> hey, that's funny, Moon. <laughs> he's pitched six and two thirds uh, and he's given up 13 walks, which is obviously a little bit of a concern. He's been hooked both times. Um, and I think people are expecting better from Cabrera and will get better from Cabrera. Maybe just one of those things needs to settle down a little bit. Um, and Zach Wheeler has proved himself hittable too, um, especially at Texas last time. Um, much more reliable at home, Wheeler is. He had a 185 ERA uh, in 2022. Uh, on the show last night with Dylan, I faded the Phillies, but I did say I wanted to watch that game last night just to see how they looked. And they went and put up 15, uh, lots of which were on Sandy Alcantara. Uh, so Philly looked like they're okay. I do think Cabrera will do better, but maybe not tomorrow. Um, so I'm happy to take Philly here on the run line. At a price of one or five, Munaf. Yeah, it almost seems like that. Maybe Wheeler's and Aaron Nola's arms were a little bit taxed after they made that World Series run. So 
Um, but like you mentioned, Zach Wheeler has just been really good at home. I'm not putting my money on Edward Cabrera right now. Um, if the Phillies are smart, they'd just be patient at the plate. Uh, and like you mentioned, he's walked pretty much everybody in his starts, uh, at least in the first two starts against the Mets. So, um, again, this might be another opportunity for if the Phillies stay patient at the plate and Zach Wheeler can find his home form again. Um, I, th- I think the Phillies should take care of business here. So I'm going to go with the Phillies on the run line. You're on mute, Mel. I unmute myself. It takes so long to respond that I don't think I've done it and then I press it and it puts me back on me. Um, so it's a team right so far, Noah. Uh, Philadelphia on the run line. Um, if you've got anything positive yeah. to, to say about Edward Cabrera, maybe? Until Cabrera shows a little bit of improvement and control, I'm off of his bandwagon for now. Um, I'm still a believer in the stuff it's wild. The movement's crazy, but he's really just got to hem it into the strike zone. Just kind of find his groove here early on. Um, still very early in the season, two weeks in. I think that he might be able to find a groove here, but still early. I think we got to continue to fade him. So, yeah, going Phillies here. Okay, next up is a 407 Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals at the LA Angels. Mackenzie Gore, lefty. Goes for the Nationals. Officially TBD for the Angels. I think it's Tucker Davidson um, who's going to be called up for this one. Um, I do have some lines, so that might be accurate information. Uh, Go on the Nationals, a plus 155. The Angels are minus 175. I've got a total of nine and a half. Um, So this is coming across to Moonaf. Is it Tucker Davidson for you, Moonaf? And if it is, what can you tell us about him? Uh, I had Griffin Canning earlier this ah, okay. when I was handicapping it, but that may have changed. But do you see Mackenzie Gore starting for the Nationals? I can give you information. Uh, yeah, I've got Mackenzie Gore, yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll just discuss Mackenzie Gore, and then we'll, we'll try to figure out who the pitcher is for the uh, Angels. But um, Mackenzie ERA, um, six strikeouts and both of the starts this year uh he was pretty good last season the only team he did have trouble with because the era got in was the colorado rockies uh last season the angels were number 26 in wrc plus versus left-handed pitching. this season they are number one but i think that number could be inflated because they faced corbin and kikuchi in their last two games uh did the uh uh angels um again we don't know really who the pitcher is for the la angels here you may be able to find some value here with Mackenzie Gore. Um, if it is going to be him, I would look at a first five innings money line with Mackenzie Gore. I don't trust either one of these bullpens, um, but I think I can get behind uh, Mackenzie Gore here. So I'll, I'll I'll lean with the first five inning money line with the Nationals here. Yeah, well, Mackenzie Gore um, was on my little list last week of pitches who can make you some money and he's gone okay the angels made my teeth itch again last night after we kind of patted ourselves on the back one night last week moon after taking the angels in the first five and then um they flip-flopped and i think it was toronto who turned them over but they were up to the same things again last night i'd, I'd locked them up as on the run line man and I, I never learned there was a whole load of weak contact given up by suarez there was a ball fall on a pitch cut violation and they got beat off patrick corbin 
Um, so that tells you everything you need to know. So yeah, um, luckily, without seeing a proper picture, I didn't have to handicap this one, uh, so I can wriggle out of it. Um, nowhere anything on Washington at the Angels? So for me, like that Sunday uh, collapse that the Angels had, I had Reed Detmers in fantasy, and he was through five shutout, and they got he got tagged for six runs, and they lost the game. I needed three strikeouts, which I got, but because he got tagged for six runs, I then lost the ERA category that I was beating Gumby in originally, Gumby from the <laughs> MMA Gambling Podcast, and I didn't get my win, so I ended up losing that. Um, however, I do believe that the Angels are – I don't have the numbers in front of me because my computer's currently frozen, but I do believe that they're off to a very good start um, hitting against left-handers. So I am high on Gore. However, I don't think this is a great matchup for him, just off the top of my head because, again, I can't look at it currently. So I apologize. But that's, I think I'm on the Angels here in this game. Uh, that's fair enough. I did see that Gumby had turned you over last week and you were having a bit of a twist about Reed Detmers. Um Next up is another picture um, that made my little list last week. Um, the Oakland Athletics at the Baltimore Orioles. Left-handed pitcher Ken Waldichuk Hooray goes for the Oakland Athletics. And Dean Kramer will go for Baltimore. Um, plus 165 on the A's. Minus 185 on the O's. Uh, Toll here is set at eight and a half. Noah will come straight back to you for some Ken Waldichuk chat. So this Orioles offense was off to a scorching hot start in the beginning of the season. Then they cooled off over the weekend. I think this should be what we expect from the O's throughout the year. Um, as we know, I took their under in the preseason. However, their OPS uh, is 110 points better against left-handed pitching than righties with a much better bullpen behind Dean Kramer than this athletics team has behind Waldachuk. So that just, that athletics team just looks a little bit unbackable to me right now. This is a money line parlay piece from me or even a run line that I advise here. Okay. Um, Munaf, um, Oakland at Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, just everything Noah said, uh, I don't think you can get behind this ACE team right now, especially with Ken Waldachuk on the mound. Um, Orioles have been really good at home. I think there's some great uh, or not great value, but I think you can just take the run line with the Orioles and 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 just collect your money and look at your account uh, increase by the end <laughs> of this game. Fair enough. Uh, I enjoyed Baltimore breaking out their beer funnel last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they ditched the um, ditched the home run chain that they had last season uh, and got out the kegger um, for a little hydration station in the dugout. Um, I've taken the over here. Eight and a half is the line. Um, I think Kramer can donate two or three maybe to Oakland. Um, and Ken Waldichuk and, and the Oakland bullpen can donate the rest. So eight and a half. And Baltimore was swinging uh, last night, um, swinging hot bats. So yeah, over eight and a half uh, will be my play in that one. And next up is 6-4 Eastern first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, now, you might have to... If I've got these lines wrong, there's a, there's been a pitching change here, so I'll give the lines out. But if if I'm egregious, uh, Moon, if you can jump on me, um, Chris Sale is going for the Boston Red Sox, and we have Taj Bradley um, going for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'll tell you about him in a moment. I've got Boston here at plus one twenty five, 
and the Rays at minus 145. But that's got to be the old prices, I reckon. That's got to be Zach Eflin, um, who has gone to the IL, which is why Taj Bradley has been called up. Um, Taj Bradley is the Rays' top prospect, um, 18th in overall in MLB pipeline. And yeah, he's, he's coming to uh, to fill in for Zach Eflin, who went to the IL only two or three hours ago today. Um, Tyler Glasner will be back soon enough, so we don't know how long Bradley's going to be here. But he's been doing okay in Durham, 257 ERA, and that's probably... Still, somehow, the, the two games he's played, the Boston have both won. Uh, bear in mind, Sale has an 11.25 ERA at this point. Um, he's given up 10 earned runs and eight innings pitched. Um, I was in on Sale, so I'm going to have to give him another chance. Um, however, like I say, the, the, the pitching change on Tampa Bay has muddied the waters a little bit. Tampa Bay are doing historic things. Um, they've hit 25 homers this season. They're, they're going for... What the 11th win in a row tonight? So, um, Taj Bradley, if he does go, he'll be looking to get them uh, 12 in a row if they can win again tonight. They've uh, three scoreless games in a row, which is quite remarkable, really. And one more line on uh, Boston was that Adam Duval, um, who's been hitting bombs, has gotten to the injured list as well, unfortunately. So, I had Boston with Chris Sale at a price of plus 125, but I'm not really sure read on those lines now. So, Munaf, have you seen any updated lines on this and anything you can add to uh, what, how I've handicapped Bradley? Uh, I see even money on Chris Sell right now. Okay, so this has moved loads. Money. Yeah, not too big of a yeah, difference. Yeah, I'll take that, yeah. Uh, Boston, even money then, please. Yeah, uh, Chris Sell, I know he's been off to an atrocious start here for the Red Sox, but his numbers against the Rays are actually really good. Um but I just need to see it from Sale before I can I can trust him. Um, if I lean, I would just stay with the hot hand here with the Tampa Bay Rays um, until Chris Sale proves me otherwise. At a mon- minus one twenty price, I, I think the bats can again. If if Chris Sale continues in bad form like he has been, I think the bats can get to um, Chris Sale early. So I, I would just continue riding the Rays here minus one twenty for me uh, until I see otherwise from Chris Sale. Okay, uh, Noah. As uh, subscribers or co-hosts of Malcolm, we have to appreciate when he's going to go down with the ship on one of his predictions for the season. <laughs> um, Chris Sale against this Rays active roster has a uh, – the Rays active Have we lost Noah again, Munaf? I think so. Looks that way. Frozen. So I'm going to be, oh, be on the Rays here. Okay, Noah's back. Um, so yeah, he's. What, uh, what happened? What did I? We, we lost. For a second. We lost you briefly, but you're back now. Uh, we move on to a 7:07 Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, left-hander, goes for Detroit. Uh, Kevin Gorsman will go for the Blue Jays. The Lions are plus two twenty-five on Detroit. They're a big price prohibitive on Toronto. Minus 263. The total is set at 8.5. Uh, Moonaf, can you make a case for Erod and the Tigers? I'm not sure that I can. Um, he's been off to a shaky start in his first two starts for the Detroit Tigers. He's pitched a total of 10 
in the inning, 11 runs in that span. Uh, this is going to be his third road start uh, for the Tigers, and Erod has struggled in his career against the Blue Jays, where he is 5-6 and six with a 5.20 ERA. Obviously, when he was with the Red Sox, being in that same division, um, he was, or I guess we can say that he was familiar with the Blue Jays, and Blue, Blue Jays were familiar with him. Uh, he has gotten into trouble uh, pitching-wise when he pitches on the road, especially in Toronto. Uh, Kevin Gossman, he's off to a great start this year for the Jays. He is one and one, but he hasn't allowed uh, any earned runs in the 12 innings that he has pitched so far this season. And in his career against the Tigers, he is two and two with a 3.42 ERA. Last season, he did have one start against the Tigers where he won six innings and only allowed one earned run. I like the Jays here in this game. I like them on the run line. I would look at their team total to go over as well. Okay, uh, love that, Moon. Uh, we we have um, we've we've lost Noah again uh, temporarily. We will crack on. Um, Seven twenty Eastern first pitch between the Cincinnati Reds and the Atlanta Braves. Hunter Green uh, goes to the hill for the Reds, and Spencer Strider uh, will pitch for Atlanta, who are, as you'd imagine, uh, short price favourites, minus two sixty three. The Reds with Green are plus two twenty. The total is set at eight. Um, I thought this was really straightforward, Moon. I, I adore what Strider's been doing so far this season. Absolutely fantastic. The bats look ready to go too. This, I don't mind Hunter Green. He's another one of these. There's a load. There's quite a lot of them on this slate, actually. Um, a load of these fireball rookies. And, and it will come, I think, for Green. Um, but again, it's a bad spot from tomorrow. I've got Atlanta team total here. I guessed it round about four and a half million after you might be able to uh, steer me um, on that number. But yeah, Atlanta team total for me. I just think they look ready to touch up green. Yeah, he hasn't recorded a decision uh, so far this season in the two starts, right? He has a 5.63 ERA. Um, he hasn't made it to the fifth inning in either one of those starts. Uh, he struggled last season on the road. Uh, where he was just two and seven with a 4.21 ERA. He did face the Braves once last season, where he did go five innings, allowed three earned runs off of four hits, two of which were home runs by the Atlanta Braves. But in the seven losses that he took on the road last season, Mal, six of those seven losses were by two or more runs. Um, and Green's last start was in Philly, where he, uh, on the road, where he did lose five to two. Uh, so there's another example of him losing by two or more runs on the road. Uh, I mean, you, 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 I think you fancy uh, Spencer Strider quite a lot. I mean, he's off to a good start. 1-0 with a 2.45 ERA. Last season, he did have two appearances against the Reds, one of which was a start in uh, July. He went six innings, allowed only one earned run, and struck out 11 batters in that game. Uh, he's been dominant in Atlanta, pitching at home, where he is 7-1 with a 2.42 ERA. I mean, the numbers are there. I think this is, uh, like you mentioned, a Braves team total over. Um I, my gut probably tells me you might get a three and a half first five, and I think full game maybe five and a half, but I think my okay. favorite play is going to be the run line in this game with the Braves. Um, Terrell has just turned up in the chat. Uh, not very often spotted uh, in the MLB Gambling Podcast chat. Hi, Terrell. I'm a huge fan of Terrell. Uh, watching Terrell sweat out his bets is one of the most fun things you can do. Uh, if you haven't had a bet yourself, just watch Terrell. He's like a frog in a blender, jumping around, sweating out his bets. Um, so good evening and welcome to you. Um, Noah is back. Um, Cincinnati at Atlanta. Yeah, guys, sorry for my shit show of connection throughout <laughs> the year or throughout the day. I mean, 
Um, this is what I've got for this one. I'm going the other way. Uh, so far, the Braves OPS against right-handed pitching has been a lowly 716. It's lowly for them. Average in the MLB, it's 16th. The Reds ranked ninth with a 763. I could see some value here on a Reds first five money line because their bullpen is bottom seven in the majors. But Hunter Green, I think, can keep them in this game if he has his A-plus stuff going. Um, I want to I do this for a little bit of fun since it's been a stressful pod for me. I'm going to set the odds at minus 130 for Hunter Green. Spencer Strider plus 115. Who throws the harder fastball in this game? Because there will be a lot of highlights from fastballs between the two pitchers. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think Hunter Green will just yeah. I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the odds on there. Um, 8:05 Eastern is the Kansas City Royals and the Texas Rangers. This is the penultimate game of the slate. Uh, Brad Keller goes for Kansas City, and Nathan Yavaldi will go for Texas. Plus 155 on the Royals, minus 175 on the Rangers. Totally is set at eight and a half. Keller has gone okay. Uh, walked a few too many batters, three and four in his two starts, which is a slight worry. Struggled on the road last year badly, uh, 569 ERA. And obviously, KC are struggling, um, as we've seen. Ivaldi's had two almost identical starts, um, and he's a little bit. In, he's in the Blake Snell envelope for me, and I'm a little bit bored of him. This was a, this was a really uninspiring game to handicap. I felt um, the Royals are two and two on the road. I think that Kelly can keep it tight, and the I think it's tighter than the book suggests. So at that plus one fifty five, I'm going to have a little gamble on the underdog here. Yeah, give me the Kansas City Royals on the money line, Moon athlete. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, I I couldn't bring myself to a side here. Um, Keller has struggled against the Dodgers. I'm sorry, against the Rangers. Um, trying to pull up his exact numbers here. Give me a second. Uh, let's see here. He's 0-2 with an 8.44 ERA against the uh, Texas Rangers. So I, I think this might be a... a game where we see runs again. I know the Rangers put up what 11 runs on on Monday night was it um against the Royals. So I I I'm going to go uh, reluctantly I'll take the Rangers. I think we do see runs in this game. Uh give me the Rangers team total in this game over uh and then full game over as well. Uh, just another eye roll this morning when I was watching the highlights was um Heaney equaled that record of nine consecutive strikeouts last night, Andrew Heaney. Um, the start after I locked him up and he got absolutely smashed the week before. And I just felt like everything was going tits up this morning. Um, also, I think Terrell's just something to pay for me to go to Vegas in the comments, which is a nice touch. Um, Noah, um, Kansas at Texas. <laughs> yeah, so even though he does have a rough history against the Rangers, we know that the Royals front office and managing staff had a complete wash throughout the off season. New coaches came in, new front office came in. And what we've kind of learned is that this Royals pitching staff is a little bit better than what we expected it to be. And the offense has been worse than we expected it to be. And it's completely flipped. I don't know when this offense is going to come around. They've got a lot of young pieces that seem exciting. However, that, I think 
may have made some good changes in the offseason with new coaching. Um, he's added a new off-speed, off-speed pitch and a slider that he's throwing more, and it's more effective, giving him more swing and misses. Um, his expected ERA this year is only 230 compared to throughout his career it being in the 280s to, or uh, expected batting average being in the 280s, 260s. It's only 230 this year. Um, I think this is a guy that we maybe should be buying low in um, whereas we kind of know what we're going to get from Nathan Avaldi, and that's just inconsistency. So I'm right there with Malcolm, and gamble is the perfect word <laughs> with the Royals here on this game. It's a gambling podcast. It's written on my jumper. I mean, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, one more game, the 9.45 Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, where the lefty Clayton Kershaw goes for the Dodgers. And Alex Cobb will pitch for the San Francisco Giants, who are home underdogs at plus 155. The Dodgers minus 175. The total here is at eight. And I reckon Moonaf's going to tip the Giants here. Moonaf? Clayton Kershaw on the road in his career against the Giants is 14-6 and six with a 1.60 ERA. In I don't think Moonaf's going to tip the Giants here. I've changed my mind. 28 appearances. <laughs> uh, I mean, the guy just has great history against the Giants. I don't think that's something that I can ignore. Um, it, it's, again, I think we've talked about this. We talked about it last season and the previous season as well. It just feels like a brick big brother little brother situation i know the giants won the division you know prior to last season but i mean we saw it on monday night that the the dodgers were again going into san francisco were able to put up runs behind max muncie um and i think that we'll see a similar situation happen on tuesday night and then also on wednesday night with clayton kershaw on the mound so uh i'm gonna take the dodgers here minus one and a half i'm not gonna think about it too much give me the dodgers on the run line Okay, so the complete opposite of what I thought. Uh, Noah, um, Kershaw against Cobb. The Dodgers have the second-best team OPS against right-handed pitching so far this year, and they have a batting average of three thirty-six against Alec Cobb. Um, it's it's going to be a rough day for the Giants, I think. Um, guys to look at from this Dodgers lineup, Mookie Betts, two ninety seven with two home runs. J.D. Martinez batting four eighty with a home run against Cobb. It, it's spelling... Uh, minus one and a half play from me here. Okay. Um, well, I'm taking the Giants anyway. Plus 155. <laughs> 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 yeah, they always win one off uh, in these series, don't they? The Giants, notoriously um, competitive at home against the Dodgers. And this is the one they're going to win. Uh, I don't mind, Cobb. I think they get the Kershaw. Um, so, yeah, uh, give me the Giants at plus 155. Uh, Captain Insane was questioning my use of the term jumper uh, in the comments, which I'll um, put it to you that it's perfectly acceptable. But that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of handicapping the games. We've got some locks and dogs to give out. We'll come to you first, Noah. Go uh, give us first. We'll go. I, okay, I have the, right, my I, computer's I, still somewhat frozen. I don't have the odds in front of me. I got to. Your computer's buggered, and when I come to Moon at first, yeah. he's never done them, so you can always see him I'm frantically ready, beavering away trying to do it. So he makes me go and ask Dylan. Do you want me to ring Dylan up and get a lock and dog off him? I mean, no, someone's got to make it. Do you want me to I'm go? Moonaf's ready. I'm ready. Oh, go. Sorry, Moonaf. Go. Okay, uh, the game we just talked about, I'll take that as my lock. I mean, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. <laughs> Run line Dodgers minus one and a half, minus 105 as my lock. 
Not a lot of dogs that I did like. I mean, there are some heavy underdogs tomorrow. We talked about the Reds, uh, the Royals. I think you fancy a little bit. Um, I don't like the Red Sox in the spot. I think I'm going to go with another run line here. It's a very, very, very small puppy. Um, Phillies on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 105. <laughs> Edward Cabrera, like you mentioned, is walking everybody. Um, oh, actually, you know what? No, that I, I can't because that's not even uh, a plus price either. Um, I'll stay. Yeah, I'll stay with the Phillies minus one and a half plus one oh five. A very very small puppy there. That is very much off the ladies' menu, enough. But we'll allow it. Uh, I, no, I didn't like anything else. I I co-signed the Dodgers minus one and a half, but my lock here is the Tampa Bay Rays minus one twenty five on the money line against Chris Sale. They have great numbers against him. And for my dog, I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito and the Chicago White Sox against the Minnesota Twins plus one thirty. My goodness, so you've both locked up um, games in which I've taken the other side. So I think you're learning. Well done, boys. You're learning how it works. Um, for my lock, I'm going to go. It, mine's also a run line, which is um, Houston uh, against Pittsburgh. Dick Mountain's going to give up millions here. Uh, That's so a Houston, loser. That's 4 12. 4 12 day. Come on. Houston, yeah, Houston, that, gonna, Houston might win 12 4. Um, that'll be as close as you get. Um, and on my dog, I can't believe you didn't take this, Noah. Um, Dre Jameson and the Arizona Diamondbacks are plus 115. Um, we picked him up in our fantasy yeah. league and he's going to throw a perler tomorrow. Uh, so give me the D-backs at plus 115. I, I, had yeah. the lead, I had the lead handicap of that game. And of course, as we know, I lagged out of here. Um, I think it's a tough matchup for Dr- Jameson. I'm really high on the Brewers this year. However... This is the Courtney Love, love game of the slate. This price oh, no. is off. This is only plus 125 I saw. Like, that's something that you just jump on because it's it's the kid. Like, it's his first start. That doesn't make sense. It should be a little bit a little bit higher, uh, like plus 140, plus 150 type thing. I think the D-backs are very live. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yes, Terrell, we do like the Marlins tonight. Uh, plus 140 for the boots. Um yeah, that, and that's it. We're done. Thank you, Moonaf. Uh, thank you, Noah. Uh, apologies for the gremlins. And thanks, everyone who's joined us, Terrell, Captain Insane, OTV, DVJ, um, etc. Uh, we do appreciate it. Moonaf, anything to add before we go? No. Uh, hopefully we are able to find some more winners and uh, make some more money for our listeners. Correct. Uh, Noah, anything you need to tell us? Let's go, Bucks! It's four twelve day. They're going to go and get a W against the world champs in the be- most beautiful park in the MLB. Okay, there you go. Um, so that's it. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Good luck with your picks. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>